Pro Group Management. Workers' Comp that works for you. Welcome to Nevada Newsmakers on the broadcast today. A Nevada political legend, State Senator Randolph Townsend, joins us for the whole show on an all-new Nevada Newsmakers. Love and luck are in the air at Carson Valley Inn. $1,000 winners guaranteed every drawing night, up to $7,500 every Saturday, and $15,000 in grand prize giveaways Friday, March 31st. It's the Love and Luck Giveaways at the Carson Valley Inn. Big R in Sparks is located on Bering Boulevard next to Smith's and across from Reed High School. It's a 50,000 square foot hardware store and a whole lot more. It's huge with clothing, power equipment, tools, and of course, hardware. Big R is located on Bering Boulevard in Sparks next to Smith's and opposite Reed High School. Big R, hardware and a whole lot more. It's the 10 million point Break the Bank giveaways at Tamarack Casino. Plus, win your share of 50,000 in cash. The 10 million point Break the Bank giveaways plus 50,000 in cash at Tamarack Casino. Now through February 25th, your good times are at Tamarack Casino. What do you count on? You count on your power every day. At NV Energy, we've always powered what's important to you, but we're not looking at the past. We're focused on the future. While our standards are high, our rates will remain low. And our commitment to renewables isn't just meeting standards, but leading the way. Because you can count on more than just your power. You can count on the company who brings it to you. That's our promise. You can count on it. Nevada Newsmakers Studio is located at the headquarters of the Nevada Trucking Association. Motion and purpose are a truck's greatest virtue. This is Nevada Newsmakers with host Sam Shad, a no-holds-barred political forum. Now, from the Nevada Newsmakers broadcast headquarters, here is Sam Shad. I could be, not be more delighted to welcome back to the program former state senator Randolph Townsend. Uh, for those that may not be familiar with him, from 1982 to 2010, he served as a member of the Nevada Senate, representing Washoe County District 4, then he served from 2010 to 2014 as a member of the Nevada Gaming Commission. In 2002, President George W. Bush appointed him to the New Freedom Commission on Mental Health. He also chaired the Nevada Subcommittee to Study Mental Health Issues. In 2003, he introduced a bill creating the Nevada Mental Health Plan Implementation Commission and was elected its chairman. But even beyond all of those things, you were one of the earliest and biggest supporters of Nevada Newsmakers when we first started, and I will always be grateful to you for that. Well, you're kind. It's uh, the more information that people can have in their hands, however they acquire that information, streaming or different locales, et cetera, I think the process is better off with it. Um, and I know the public enjoys it, so uh, I was glad to have been involved. I was very fortunate. Well, we were very fortunate to have you. Let's start out with mental health issues because I know Mary Lau contacted you after she spoke about you on the program in a show that aired yesterday, um, and uh, you agreed to be on the program, and so I'm, I, I'm totally delighted to have you back. But I want to go back 40 years to when I first started in television news, and one of the interviews on the set back then um, was the former head of mental health services in Nevada and saying, 
40 years ago that we just weren't doing enough for mental health. And yet today, here we are 40 plus years later, and it seems like we've barely scratched the surface. Please give us your thoughts on that. There, there are two things here that are important. Number one, uh, Senator Raggio always said that uh, while we may have 900 registered lobbyists uh, for various uh, interests, uh, nobody was there to represent the people and never forget that. That was our job. We were the lobbyists for the people as elected officials. The other thing that I think was important that I understood very early, thanks to a lot of wonderful people, uh, mental health issues are pervasive throughout the society. And today we're seeing it everywhere uh, with regard to early education, kids um, not being able to focus because they haven't been diagnosed. Uh, as they go through life, they make the wrong turn because they have mental health issues and they go down a rabbit hole from which many times they can't survive. Uh, and that affects not just the families, that affects businesses, small and large. It affects institutions like education, lower, middle, and upper. Uh, it just, it is pervasive throughout society. And if we don't identify these issues uh, quickly, um, you and I both happen to wear glasses. Now, had somebody not identified that one of the reasons my grades were going down in the seventh and eighth grade was part of the reason I couldn't read well or I couldn't see the, the chalkboard. They probably don't use chalkboards anymore, but that's okay. So I was fortunate and I, uh, I saw uh, physical ailments uh, just like I see mental ailments. And that's the way over time we've tried to put that into law particularly with insurance companies. Um, and of course, there's so many things that impact people's ability to get services, uh, it's very difficult. If you look at what we're requiring of teachers, you know, we now have, I don't know, 22 different kinds of credits in K through 12. Uh, a lot of kids are not gonna be able to manage any of those if they have not the, had the help with regard to their mental health, um, their socialization abilities, and certainly their physical health. So if they have a bad tooth and they haven't been able to get to a dentist, they aren't gonna be able to focus. If they can't see well, they're not gonna be able to focus. If they have allergies, if they have asthma, et cetera. So early detection, which includes um, mental health, is critical to how each individual is gonna be productive in society. So when I look at big problems, I, I, I tend to try to take off small pieces because it's almost impossible to deal with the big picture all at once. So what small pieces would you look at? And I'll give you a for instance, um, the, the Las Vegas Metro Police under Joe Lombardo um, broke away from 911 calls that were mental issues um, they, uh, mental health issues, instead of them going to a police officer, they now have mental health staff who those calls are referred to. That seems to be a brilliant idea to allow the police to do policing and mental health professionals to deal with mental health. How do we apply that kind of thinking to mental health in general? Uh, it's a great question. I'm glad that program got started. We talked about that uh, 30 years ago in Washoe County 
uh, with the sheriff and with the police department. And that is let the, the police or sheriff's office take the call. They come on the scene, but they bring us a, a, a social uh, MSW psychiatrist, psychologist with them. And it, if, if it's not a safety issue, you leave those folks there to sort it out and police move on their way. I think what uh, Sheriff now Governor Lombardo has put forward um, uh, has a great start. Hopefully we'll see how that works over the next couple of years. Uh, that is a focus that's really important because of what we talked about in the, you know, the last 10 minutes. Uh, you have to get to this early. You have to separate it from criminality and see if there's uh, ways to get services to people that might be able to get them, keep them on the right track, get them going on the right track. It's very complex because a lot of it has to do with social environment, economic uh, environment. And of course, when you're talking about uh, uh, serious mental illness, you're talking about uh, the different kinds of medications. You want the non-toxic kind uh, that we dealt with uh, under Governor Gwynn uh, when I was there. There are just so many components, Sam. You have to start somewhere. And to your point about biting off the small stuff, that's what you have to do. I don't know how you deal with this in high school because kids are going through a growth uh, uh, period in their lives. And um, there needs to be some focus. I believe the universities, including our wonderful uh, Lou Ruvo Center and Cleveland Clinic, uh, could come up with a program uh, pilot is always nice. Take the small part and see if we can come up with an answer to some of these challenges in high school um, that uh, that might be able to be managed if you have a pilot program in one of the schools. Um, it was interesting for me recently uh, to have lunch with a young woman um, who was 23 years old at the time. And it was the first time somebody had spoken to me about the effects of COVID, not the illness, but the social isolation of COVID. And I'm wondering when we're going to see in, in a dramatic fashion, um, the effects of this isolation playing out in society. Do you have thoughts about that? I think her perspective is a, a critical one. And that includes when schools were closed, um, and a lot of the, the people were laid off, it changed the entire fabric of the family. And that affects young people disproportionately uh, than from adults. And uh, we're gonna see that, we're gonna pay the price for that uh, over the next three, four, five years and maybe beyond uh, if we do not accelerate getting all of those students and all of those young people back on their track. Uh, that, it doesn't take a PhD in psychology to understand that. Um, it, anytime you have a, a social uh, upheaval, such as what we went through with COVID, and in some cases people still go through, uh, you are gonna see uh, significant uh, changes long-term. And those changes aren't good, uh, unless you're some uh, you know, savant that can figure out, wow, I'll take advantage of this and I'll go do this. That's going to be pretty rare. So we have to deal with the large group. And I think uh, what she identified is absolutely crucial for policymakers to understand and try to deal with. 
Um, you know, I, I came, as you know, from England, a country that was not a gun culture, and I came to the United States and realized pretty quickly that you have 330 million people and 330 million guns, and the horse is out of the barn. And so whether one is in favor of gun control or against gun control, I'm, I'm you know, fine with the Second Amendment. I have no problem with that. Um, but, you know, do you see any solutions um, through legislation for the situation we find ourselves in where it's not terrorism from abroad that we're dealing with, but domestic terrorism where people are just going out and, and shooting people um, within our own society? It's a remarkably good question, but unfortunately extremely complex with regard to an answer. Uh, I've never seen the statistics, I'm sure they're out there, with how many uh, gun violence uh, experiences are going on in the country that are part of uh, registered guns versus ghost guns, or whatever they're called now, guns that aren't registered. Uh, so that people who uh, have a desire to own a gun and go through the process and get certified and buy them legally. Um, the problem is how do you stop and deal with people that um, and uh, have guns that are not registered, don't belong to them, may not even have a serial number. I don't have that answer, uh, but part of it is... Um, you know, Hollywood loves to yell and scream about certain things, and yet they make very, very violent movies with very violent people in them um, and very uh, intense criminals. So uh, I think part of it is helping young people understand a movie is a movie, a TV show is a TV show, a streaming service is a streaming service. Uh, but that's not reality. Guns aren't a joke. They're there, protected in the uh, Constitution to protect your family and your property. And uh, it, it's just a hard thing for people to say, I just got home from work. I got to go do all these things with my family. I got to make dinner. I got to make sure the bills are paid. Uh, and then we've got to sit down and talk about um, how our children see society and how we're going to have them have a better perspective. That's pretty difficult. Uh, you came from a very elegant era in Nevada politics. You and Senator Raggio uh, were the best dressed and uh, had a sense of decorum in your hearings um, that maybe there were lobbyists that weren't happy at the time, but they refer to you and Senator Raggio very fondly. And, you know, Joe Dini, the speaker. Um, does it bother you that society appears to have become so much coarser in the last five to 10 years? The answer uh, is an emphatically yes. Uh, maybe it's the time I was raised, the family in which I was raised. Um, I remember going to uh, family meetings when I was five, six, seven, eight years old. I had a tie on, I had a navy blazer on, I had a little gray slacks on. Um, and uh, the, the respect, each level of society, no matter what their economic level, had a respect for each other. Um, you don't see that anymore. You don't see it on the floor of the two houses. That really bothers me. What you do in your own life is your business. But when you walk into that building, um, 
there should be a respect for the institution and the people that are in there, not just the public who comes in, uh, because they are in fact your employer, but the staff, the media, the lobbyists should all be dealt with with respect. Just because you don't agree with somebody doesn't mean you can't show respect to them. That tends to go away as we get further along in society. That is troublesome, and I think that leads to other issues uh, that occur in society. I don't want to sound like some old guy who's going to scream, get off my lawn, because I'm not that way. But I think there is a certain respect uh, that we have lost over time. And you don't lose it overnight, you lose it over time. And that's why I think it's important for leaders uh, at, at every level to show them by example. Uh, that doesn't mean term limits was wrong or it was right. It just means leaders need to show by example. And unfortunately, when term limits hit, there were two thirds of the Senate who'd been there 20 years and we were all left at the same time. So there wasn't a lot of mentoring I know I had wonderful mentoring, uh, a lot of people did, uh, but we don't, we don't have that anymore. We were very lucky with a number of speakers uh, that I worked with, and certainly a number of majority and minority leaders that I worked with, uh, Speaker Buckley, certainly Speaker Deeney, who was one of my mentors, and uh, you know Senator Titus, and it goes on and on. They were people that showed a lot of dignity and a lot of class and a lot of respect. And that's why they were able to succeed in, in getting most of what they wanted passed. And I don't see that anymore. Now it's just, which party are you in? And uh, let's just vote that way. I, I don't see that as good for Nevada. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back more with former state Senator Randolph Townsend after this timeout. Love and luck are in the air at Carson Valley Inn. $1,000 winners guaranteed every drawing night, up to $7,500 every Saturday, and $15,000 in grand prize giveaways Friday, March 31st. It's the Love and Luck Giveaways at the Carson Valley Inn. Early in the morning or throughout the night, professional truck drivers are on the job, serving you, safely moving freight that's crucial to our economy. From the oldest industries to our newest innovators, from the exotic to the everyday. Trucks are everywhere, moving everything. Never afraid to embrace a future that makes Nevada and our nation stronger. Trucking moves America forward. Pro Group Management specializes in providing industries with the necessary components to satisfy and exceed workers' comp requirements. Every business has unique needs and specific regulations. Pro Group Management stays ahead of the curve, providing up-to-date services to keep your industry in top form. Discover how we simplify your tasks, improve efficiency, and reduce expense to keep you moving in a positive direction. Pro Group Management, workers' comp that works for you. As you know, Reno is booming. Toll's development company is helping it grow with insightful design and development, building community with every project, adding beauty, adding excitement, emphasizing our shared humanity. Reno is becoming bigger. Toll's development is helping it become better, more livable, more enjoyable. To learn more, go to tollsdevelopment.com, tollsdevelopment.com. 
It's the 10 million point break the bank giveaways at Tamarack Casino. Plus, win your share of 50,000 in cash. The 10 million point break the bank giveaways plus 50,000 in cash at Tamarack Casino. Now through February 25th, your good times are at Tamarack Casino. This is Nevada Newsmakers. And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we continue our conversation, and I'm thoroughly enjoying it with former state Senator Randolph Townsend. Um, let's talk about energy. Um, Basically, and, and I'm probably going to embarrass you a little with this, you saved the power company in Nevada um, by bringing in Walt Higgins when the energy situation in Nevada was a disaster. Um, now you're watching as we go to a more electrified system. Are we going too fast? Are we rushing into this all-electric future um, without really looking at you know, the problems that are going to come along along with it? Uh, Sam, it's a well, uh, well-designed question. I'll try to give you a very good answer. As you know, the uh, natural gas has gone up uh, 66 percent in the last two years, and most people do not understand. And I just went th through this with uh, someone uh, today. Oh, my electric bill just announced uh, four times in the last year. Uh, electricity went up. Well, that's because we generate most of our electricity, I think 68% somewhere in that area, with natural gas. So when gas goes up, electricity goes up. Now, is that a cleaner environment? Yes, it is. So as you ask the question, are we going too fast? We, as policymakers, need to look out uh, 5, 10, and 20 years to say, as society moves, they're buying more electric cars as prices go down right now. Prices are very high, but as they put more product on the market, prices are coming down. As people buy more of those, they have to understand that um, they're going to plug into their, their house or they're, they're going to pay for it wherever they happen to be. Uh, that electricity is being produced somewhere. And in the case of Nevada, uh, it's the cost is driven uh, by natural gas. So as we move forward, we have to look farther out than we have been in the past and not just respond to whether it's uh, uh, the electric company, the gas company, uh, the wind uh, advocates, the solar advocates. We have to look at a blended portfolio as we morph into the new world, um, whether it's with, with home storage, whether it's industrial storage, we have to worry about water. There's a lot of opportunities in water, but a lot of that comes from, oh, gee, we have to have electricity. So uh, are we moving too fast? I think we're moving at an adequate pace, but we're helter-skelter. We don't have an overall umbrella of, okay, what is our goal for 5, 10, and 20 years? And then inside of that are the various pieces. All right, let's take another break. More with Senator Randolph Townsend after this timeout. Like a traditional handmade basket, retail is woven into the fabric of life in Nevada. From big box to mom and pop, retail supports our communities in countless ways. Jobs for the disabled, team uniforms for kids, help for the elderly, and so much more. Retail employs over 1 in 10 workers. Retail supports Nevada, and we support retail. R-A-N-N-V dot org. Save money and take transit. 
Did you know you can ride the bus all day for less than what it would cost you for a gallon of gas? Plan your trip now by going to rtcwashoe.com. The Do It Right guys at Nevada Heating have one mission. Your furnace breaks down today, we fix it today. Why freeze for days while your furnace is down when Nevada Heating can get the job done today and you can get warm again? For nearly 50 years, locally owned Nevada Heating has been getting the job done right. Call today at 323-5585 and we'll fix it today. That's 323-5585 or online at nevadaheating.com. Imagine a magical garden that feeds Carson City's hungry and homeless, teaches our high school students agriculture, creates hanging floral displays to beautify downtown, and yet charges nothing. It's not magic. It's the Greenhouse Project. It's real. It's growing. And it needs your help. Go online to CarsonCityGreenhouse.org so together we can grow it forward. This is Nevada Newsmakers. And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we continue our conversation with former State Senator Randolph Townsend. This half hour has gone by way too fast, but I have to ask you, Formula One in Las Vegas, your thoughts? It's going to be one of the uh, greater events they've had between the Raiders and with the Super Bowl coming and all of the things that are going on in Las Vegas and can go on because that's what they do. They do bigger, better, more exciting uh, having followed Formula One for a very, very long time, I can tell you it is going to bring a different market in here, not just from TV, but from visitors. It's going to be something very special, and I hope all people in Nevada, if you don't come to Las Vegas to see it, watch it on TV at night. It will be an absolute spectacular event. I'm very excited for our state and uh, particularly Southern Nevada. Senator Townsend, it is such a joy to talk to you. It has been too long. Please come back again and visit with us in the not-too-distant future. Thank you for doing this. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. And we'll be right back. Modern Boutique Ahern Hotel and Event Center sits at the heart of the Las Vegas Strip. Two floors of meeting and event space are ideal for groups and conventions. Stay in one of 200 luxurious rooms and suites. Brand your event throughout the property. Flexible event spaces make for easy planning and personalization. Take over the entire hotel with a full buyout option. Snorkel personnel lifts are engineered beyond the industry norm to an uncommon level of safety and durability and with an eye towards sustainability. They're also designed to be simple to operate and maintain. Snorkel, always at the cutting edge of progress. With Nevada's only transplant center and verified burn center, the science is here. With award-winning cardiologist and the state's only dedicated heart failure clinic, the talent is here. With Nevada's most advanced robotic surgery, the technology is here. And with the Silver State's only designated pediatric trauma center, hope is here. All because we are here. UMC.
Hi, I'm Renee Summer, our digital news anchor here at 7 at 7. Watch our streaming nonstop newscast immediately with your mobile phone. 7 at 7 is the new way for you to get every bit of local news you need in just seven minutes. Breaking news, local neighborhood news, weather and sports are just a click away. Reporters bring you all of what's happening in the Valley. From Roku, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, YouTube and more. Get every bit of local news you need from the RJ and LVRJ.com. Nevada Newsmaker Studio is located at the headquarters of the Nevada Trucking Association. Motion and purpose are a truck's greatest virtue. As always, you can watch Nevada Newsmakers 24 hours a day at NevadaNewsmakers.com. We'll see you on the next show.